This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. This week's episode of Sounds Good is brought to you by the people who make my podcast happen, Gradient. Gradient is the brand reaching open-minded, culturally inclusive, justice-oriented millennials through in-depth reporting, long-form features, and thoughtful commentary on what's happening in the world around us. If you like this podcast, be sure to check out some of the other great shows that are a part of the Gradient Podcast Network. There's Animalators, a podcast featuring curious conversations from the world of animation, and there's also It's a Bird, It's a Plane, It's a Podcast, a show that features the infinite overlaps between superheroes, the people who create them, and their connection to the world around us. And lastly, there's In Case You Missed It, Gradient's weekly news roundup podcast, where members of the Gradient team give their perspective on five news stories from the week that was. Check it all out at gradient.is slash podcasts. Follow along on Facebook and Twitter at gradient.is, that's gradient, D-O-T-I-S, And also just search for Gradient and subscribe to their podcasts in iTunes or your favorite podcast app. Gradient. News, culture, and the human experience. Hello, hello. Brandon Harvey here with this week's episode of Sounds Good, the podcast where every single Monday I sit down with an inspiring person and talk about happiness, overcoming struggles, and living a life of intentionality and wonder. This week I'm talking with Sammy Nichols. Sammy is an essayist and mental health advocate. She's a staff writer for Hello Giggles and the originator of the popular Twitter hashtag, hashtag talking about it. Sammy's work generally focuses on personal essays, feminism, and mental health awareness. I was out of the studio recording in Brooklyn this week, and let me tell you, it sounds like we were recording in Brooklyn. In fact, after we wrapped up, I walked down the street and found out that there was a fire a half block away, and seven fire trucks showed up, sirens and all. It was absolutely crazy. But the great thing is that I loved our conversation about the internet and mental health so much that all the craziness with audio and whatever was so worth it. So we're just going to jump straight into this. Here we go. All right, everybody, I am in Brooklyn, New York, in the lovely home of Miss Sammy Nichols. Sammy, welcome to Sounds Good. Oh, thanks so much for having me. It's great. This is so fun. Thank you for being a part of this. Yeah, I'm really excited. I'm really excited to meet you in person, too, after knowing you on the internet. I know. The internet is so freaking fun for this. Yeah. Like, I've loved following you for so long. You've written for a bunch of my favorite places. You've written for uh, To Write Love in Her Arms blog. You've written for Hello Giggles. You're writing for Hello Giggles right now. Um, And plenty more places. Like, what you write is so fun. Oh, thanks so much. You are so welcome. Thank you so much. (laughs) Um, And and so I just, I really want to just start off by saying, like, you've written for these blogs that I love. You've written things that I am like, I get excited when I see you post stuff. Do you feel like there's a common thread that goes between all these different 
places you write for and all these places you have written for and like mm -hmm. what brings all your writing together? Well, for about a year, I was a freelancer, so I was kind of like floating around like, well, what do I do? Uh, and I just kind of gravitated towards these publications that felt like they were really trying to put the truth out there. They were trying to um, really sort of, you know, allow people to um, write personal essays or, you know, like explain their own experiences, because that was really what I felt like I wrote best, I, what I felt like I enjoyed writing the most um, was anything involving uh, mental health or just any sort of personal essay. So I did write a lot for To Write Love on Her Arms. Um, I really enjoyed that. Uh, it's a really, like, sort of organization that means a lot to me. Um, Hello Giggles I really enjoyed just because I love their positivity and just how upbeat they are, but also um, that they're not afraid to kind of tackle important issues. Uh, yeah. So I really gravitated towards those sorts of publications. That's but, so yeah. cool. You and I were just talking about how there's all kinds of crazy stuff going on in the world this mm -hmm. week, but, like your job didn't necessarily have to focus on all that craziness mm -hmm. because you guys got to focus on, you know, things that are a little bit more upbeat and fun. And right. you're kind of like a little bit of like a, a light on the world of the internet where you can go there and be like, cool, this is a little safe space. That's what, that's what I try to aim to be. Um, I don't want to though be like, you know, somebody who, um, only focuses on like happy, happy, fun, fun. I try to, I try to kind of carve like a sort of space uh, for myself on the internet because it's kind of, you know, the place where I feel like I can open up to people and feel totally. like there's so, so many supportive people on the internet. And I mean, I mean, I've met so many people that I still haven't met in person yet um, that just feel like they're my genuine friends. So, yeah. Yeah. I think that's the most valuable thing you can do because the people who are like, everything is awesome all the time. Those people are lying yeah. <laughs> and uh, it's, it's just not the reality. And there's nothing relatable about that, I think. Um, I mean, there's this old idea that like, the best leaders lead with a limp. So like mm -hmm. they lead with, by sharing their brokenness, their failures, their stories where they did not succeed because mm -hmm. those are the most real moments to us. And so when right. I see somebody else who does that, I'm like, sweet, like yeah. I can relate to this human. Yeah. I think that honestly, a lot of people say that social media is really unhealthy. Um, you know, that it's not good for our mental health, but I think that if we could find a way to strike that balance between explaining, Hey, my life can be really terrible sometimes, but also it can be really beautiful. Then it can help everyone to feel a little bit less alone. So if we can try to find that balance, the more people I see who try to cultivate that, uh, that balance, the better. And I mean, that that's ultimately the real reason that I was like, I have to have Sammy on the podcast because you've done this in an incredible way. Like I've been following you for, I don't, I have zero clue when I like first started following yeah, you. I can't remember when I followed you either. Man. I feel like it's just been forever. I know. It since feels the start of time. <laughs> since the beginning of time, we have followed each other on the internet. Um, but what I love is that you are open and honest. And I think that's why I first really enjoyed started like following you because I saw your good days and your bad days. Mm -hmm. What was your thought process behind this? Because I know that I'm positive this is intentional because mm -hmm. nobody just sets out and is like, I'm going to share like some hard moments about my life on the internet, but you've done that. Mm -hmm. um, what led up to that decision for you? Um, well, around December of last year, I was having a really hard time. I had just moved to a new city. I was a freelancer. Um, so really, there wasn't a whole ton of motivation to get up because it's not like I had work to go to. I didn't have much of a community around me. Um, I found my, my anxiety getting worse. It was, you know, a year or two out of college and I was starting to 
just be lost and confused and my anxiety started to spike like really badly and I now realize that it was probably underlying depression as well um, but it was really difficult for me to get out of bed um, after taking a shower I just sit there in a towel and it just seemed so exhausting to even try to find clothes and I remember just laying there in bed and it had been like weeks of this and I was just scrolling through Twitter and seeing all these people tweeting and I was thinking how are these people not only existing and just doing these normal things in life, but also crushing it, like doing these awesome things, writing these awesome articles, you know, having awesome viewpoints in the world. And then I saw a tweet from one of my friends and she tweeted um, like a joking sort of tweet about how she had a cold and she was lying and watching Hallmark all day. And that was all she was planning on doing. And I remember thinking, that's what I've been doing except because of my anxiety. So why is it okay for her to tweet about like the fact that she has a cold and she's not going to do anything all day, but I feel like I have to keep my anxiety and my, I guess, depression quiet yeah. like, as if there's some sort of stigma or shame attached to it. And I thought, I'm in a position where I can talk about this. Like I'm in a position, there's a lot of people who can't. There's a lot of people who are very, very afraid of judgment for good reason. They work in an office that is not supportive. They don't have a family that's supportive. I'm in a position where I can talk about this without fear of judgment. So the fact that I'm not is just adding to that stigma surrounding it. So the more I can talk about it, maybe the more comfortable and less lonely other people possibly, you know, in, in the best scenario um, would be. I think that's a really, really good point. I think that mental health is a real thing, mm -hmm. but for, and I don't, I would, I think I'd be really interested in kind of researching his, the kind of the history of Western culture and why this is something that's kind of shameful, but it's, it's just a real thing that so many people deal with. Yeah. And it sh like, I think talking about it like, uh, any other health problem mm -hmm. would be incredible. Mm -hmm. And that's what you've kind of taken a step towards doing. Mm -hmm. Um, Tell me about the hashtag you started that day. Um, well, that day I decided to just tweet all of those things, essentially. Um, and at first I used the hashtag talk about it, and then I realized that was used for some other, you know, cause, and I didn't want to step on anyone's toes. <laughs> uh, so I changed it to talking about it. And, you know, I tweeted saying, you know, one of my last tweets in that chain was, uh, I'm going to make an effort to talk more about my mental health with the hashtag talking about it if you want to join me. And I pinned that to my profile and every now, like, I would try to tweet every day with that. Um, and every now and then I would also reply to that tweet to encourage more people. And very slowly, um, more people started joining in. It was at first just some of my friends on Twitter. Um, they would tweet about their depression, their PTSD. Um, their medication, that sort of thing. And it slowly started to get more and more, um, especially uh, after uh, Cosmopolitan writer Eve Pizer. Yeah. I, she's so great. I love her. But she wrote about it, um, which was so great. And she interviewed me about it. And I definitely noticed, noticed a big spike in people who used it uh, mm -hmm. after she did that. So it's been getting steadily bigger. Um, I really, really love it. I try to go through it every day and favor people's tweets, engage with them. That's them amazing. They're not alone. I try to use it every day, even on my good days, try to say like, hey, today's a really good day, you know, because you don't want to go through this hashtag and see all these people who just feel lonely. Like you also want to yeah. see that even people who struggle a lot are, have their good days as well. Like there's always that's going to cool. be good days and really hard days. Um, so that's what I'm trying to cultivate is showing the dark and the light with it. That's I just got like goosebumps <laughs> thinking about, you know, because you go through this and you're reading this thing of like, oh, I relate to all these people. I relate to all these people. But it must be such a breath of fresh air to also be like, wow, like somebody I relate to, like they're having a good day. Like I'm going to have a good day. Like yeah. that's, that, that's me next. Man, that's incredible.
And do you feel like that having a community of people who are kind of rallying around this idea has, has been an encouragement to you? Definitely. Um, there's been some days when I've had really rough days where I've had a panic attack or, um, I'm starting to feel like I shouldn't have moved to New York cause I just moved here. So like, it's a bit of a big adjustment. Um, and I've just had these terrible times and otherwise I would have just kind of tried to deal with it on my own. Maybe I would have called someone close to me, but it still would have felt terrible. And sometimes I tweet during those moments, even though at times I kind of feel like needy or like, you know, that I'm trying to get attention or something, but I try to fight through that urge and tweet using it. Um, and a lot of times I get people saying, Hey, we're here for you. Like I was like this yesterday. I was like this last week, you know, that sort of thing where it was, it's a reminder that I'm not the only one struggling with this because sometimes, uh, maybe not just sometimes, a lot of times it's really easy to feel like you're the only person who's ever dealt with it. And that sounds selfish almost, but it's not, it's just that nobody's talking about it. You know, so like, how would you know if other people are dealing with it when you're only seeing like the most curated moments in social media, when you're only seeing people smiling around, how would you have any idea that other people are struggling too? So it definitely has helped me during my darker moments and that people have responded and, you know, it's, it started to become not just a hashtag, but more of a community. Yeah. It's reminding people that they're not alone. Mm -hmm. And that's one of the most powerful things. Mm -hmm. I remember, um, I was in Uganda and I was Mm -hmm. spending time with these, um, this community of single mothers Mm -hmm. and the nonprofit that I was there shooting photos for, they were there and they were teaching these women amazing business skills and they were teaching them how to come together and create these, um, I don't even know how to describe it. Like the, these groups where they would get together every week and they would talk about this money that they had earned with their new entrepreneurial jobs and what they were going to do with it. And they would take a percentage of that and they would choose to invest it. Um, and that was like the hook, you know, that's like all the women went there because they needed this like support system to learn how to like use their money well because they were like having jobs for the first time. Um, but the thing is that they came every week because they were with these women who were in this exact same position as them. And these women were all single women. Like these were communities of single women because all of their husbands had been killed by the LRA, uh, when the LRA came through these communities. And so all these women had learned how to like, take care of themselves. And for the longest time, nobody talked about it. And, um, and everybody thought that they were alone in this. And when they would come to these groups, they would, you know, get to talk about these things and realize, wow, like there's other people who are saying me too. And I think that's just like a powerful experience. Anytime that something's in the dark and it's brought out into the light that other people are experiencing this, like, that's amazing. I really feel like that there are so many things that would be so much easier to deal with if you just had a support system, not only of people who care about you and love you, but people who know exactly how you're feeling to some degree. Um, I was just reading a Dear Sugar article. Um, have you heard of Dear Sugar? No. Straight? Oh my gosh, she's great. Um, but I was re- I've been reading um, one of her books. It's like a curate, curated sort of selection of some of her best um, advice columns because she's an advice columnist. Um, and one of them was about this woman who's been dealing with a miscarriage and it's really difficult for her because she's been, um, surrounded by her husband and like people who love her, but nobody totally understands why it's taken her so long to get over the loss of her child, like that she never knew. And all, all these people are telling her, you just have to get over it. Like, you know, you just have to move on with life. And, you know, it's been, when she wrote this letter, it had been almost a year. And she said, uh, dear sugar said in response that, she needs to feel, find people who live on planet my baby died. 
which means like she needs to find people who know the exquisite pain of having lost something that massive mm-hmm. um, and understands that all sorts of grief and all sorts of loss come in all different forms. And that's a lot that really inspired me because, you know, even in terms of mental health, uh, whether it's situational and it's grief or whether you're dealing with anxiety or whether you're dealing with depression or PTSD or something like that, um, all of them are different and your pain will be different. Um, even to people who have the same sort of thing or are going through the same sort of thing as you. Um, but being able to lean on somebody like that um, who understands and doesn't try to push you through anything and lets you just feel it and it's just there, that's what's so, so important. And that's why I think that even if you have loved ones who don't necessarily have mental health and they won't necessarily understand and it's not their fault, they're going to mm-hmm. try really hard and all you can do is try to educate them. But the most healing part of, you know, getting through something like that is having somebody who does understand, who does know, I know that you're anxious right now and we don't have to do anything. We can just sit right here until it passes. Um, or, you know, somebody who is depressed and who has gone through depression before and will just sit next to you and say, I know that it's hard to move. I know that you can't move. We're just going to lay here until you can, you know, that's what's so important. And that's just having people there, um, to, to know that you're not alone is the most important thing. I think. Wow. That's powerful. What would you say to the inverse of that? So let's say that you are somebody who doesn't struggle with anxiety and depression, but you have a loved one, somebody you care deeply about, you've got a, a good relationship with them who does struggle with those things. What would you encourage that person to say to the loved one who's struggling with anxiety and depression? Oh, well, I don't want to say even anxiety and depression because they're such different yeah, things. Yeah, okay. But... You know, I would honestly, the biggest thing is to not even say, but just listen, to be there and say, is there anything I can do to help you right now? And if they don't have an answer, then just be there. Um, Because a lot of times they won't have an answer. A lot of times it can feel like such a massive monster looming over them that they have no, like they don't remember how to speak. They don't remember what it is to need or want. And sometimes all you need is just somebody to sit there. But the biggest thing is people, people try to say these things like, oh, I know how you feel or, um, you know, you'll just get through this. You can just keep on working through it. Um, or like I had a psychologist who the first time I saw him and I told him that I was having troubles getting out of bed. And he I said, one time I just really wanted to, you know, skip work. I just wanted to stay home. And he's like, well, you shouldn't do that. You should get out of bed. And, you know, those sorts of things are well-meaning, but just trying to avoid anything that fundamentally misunderstands mental health is so important. So a lot of times loved ones, will kind of put their foot in their mouth with those sorts of comments. And the most important thing is to just sit there and listen and try to put yourself in their shoes. Um, And even if you can't, uh, just don't say anything damaging like that. Don't say anything trying to relate to them if you can't relate to them. Because they don't want you to necessarily relate to them. They just want to know that somebody's there. They want to be heard. Mm -hmm. Wow. That's actually really, really helpful. So you've created this amazing hashtag, talking about it. Have you seen any specific stories coming out of this that you've just, that have just kind of made your day where you're like, I got to like be a part of this? Yeah, I saw one um, person, I don't know um, what their name was, but they created an account specifically to use it. Incredible. Um, specifically to use the hashtag, which at first, you know, at first glance kind of makes it seem as though they're kind of missing the point of the hashtag, if you think about it, because the point is to try to get people more comfortable and voicing it. But 
really, it meant that this person was so dedicated to their mental health and being able to talk, even though they aren't in this place where they can, even if they aren't mentally in the place where they can, or if they, you know, are worried about their work or they're worried about their family, that they went out of their way to create an account specifically to use it. Um, I don't know how often they have been using it, but when I saw that, it really lifted my spirits because even, you know, even that small step towards not ready to attach my name to these tweets yet, but I need to get them out there is really, really, it really impacted me in a way that I didn't expect. Um, Because that's the goal, really, is to get people more comfortable being able to voice these sorts of things, even if it's not full out there, loud and proud right away. Um, So that was a big one. That's a cool step in the right direction. Yeah, and that's all that you really can do. You can't expect massive steps. You can't expect everyone to suddenly be like, okay, we're cool with talking about mental health now. (laughs) Uh, All I want is steps, and I love seeing those steps. And, you know, I've seen a lot of my close friends who are also in the position where they can talk about it um, without worrying about judgment. Uh, But when I see people who aren't necessarily in that place still trying to make an effort, that's huge to me. That's amazing. And the more that, that people are able to take those steps than other people who aren't ready to take those steps, it, it can give them courage to, yeah. to get ready there. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Um, so I try to um, retweet them, some of the most inspiring ones to me, because if I retweeted all of them, I think I'd annoy everyone. But um, I've tried to retweet some of those sorts of things to let other followers know, like, hey, people are still doing this. So if you want to join yeah. in, please, we'd love to have you. Okay, and, and this idea of next steps is making me think, like I'm processing right now. So for you, at one point, it was a big deal, a huge next step to be able to say, I'm going to talk about this, mm-hmm. and I'm going to put this out online in front of my community, in front of strangers. And I would imagine that it got easier over time to share um, about mental health and to talk about it. And and I don't want to say that it's not difficult sometimes, but I guess I'll just start with saying, has it gotten easier over time? Or Yeah, it definitely got easier. Um, I think that at first when I first started it, uh, it felt as though I was just kind of throwing this thing out there because there was no one there was no one really in the hashtag. Uh, so it kind of felt like I was like, hey, guys, uh, I'm going to talk about this now. So, yeah. Uh, so it felt a little bit like I had a lot more thoughts like, oh, my God, people think I'm needy. People think, you know, I'm just looking for attention. Um, but as it went on, more and more people started to uh, join in, and it started to feel less like I was just throwing this random thing out into the void, and, you know, I was actually talking to a community. Um, so then, it, I mean, honestly, it, it wasn't that hard to begin with. I mean, it was hard at times, but it wasn't extremely hard because people were so receptive from the very beginning. That's amazing. Um, people were very receptive to, like, hey, I think this is cool. I don't totally know what you're doing, but I think it's cool that you're talking about yeah. the fact that you've been anxious. So initially it was hard, but um, it definitely has become more like a community. And every time I tweet, it becomes a little bit easier. Um, I remember I just at the beginning of, was it last week? Um, Maybe it was a week before. I started a new medication and I decided to document it. And I thought I would be really nervous to put that on Twitter, but I was fine. Like, I was not anxious about that at all. And I'm an anxious person. So the fact that I wasn't anxious about, you know, taking a selfie of me getting medication, um, felt like a big step. That, that is a huge step. Okay, and so that leads perfectly into my second question. If that first thing that you did, like, was really stretching and pushed you, and you had to work really hard to take that next step, mm-hmm. do you feel like there's a need to find something else that's going to stretch you and push you, like, for yourself, like, a new next step? And if so, do you know what that is? Um, honestly, and it's okay if you don't. <laughs> recently, I've just been kind of focusing on the whole surviving thing, 
because uh, it's just been such a hard year. Um, mm-hmm. There's been so many changes in my life. So it's been kind of, it felt, it's felt like, you know, even the smallest things like pulling myself to a yoga class or something has felt like a big step. Um, so once I get to the point where it doesn't feel like those sorts of things are big steps, um, I feel like even then it's not going to be a constant thing because with mental health, you're never going to be okay all the time. Like even if you can't beat it, you know, like you can't beat anxiety or depression. Um, so even though I'm gonna, I'm getting better every day, um, since December, um, I'm definitely going to have those days where suddenly it is going to be a massive step to go get a shower. Like that's sometimes that's mm-hmm. every day has its own set of steps. Yeah. Um, so once I get to the point where those sorts of things, it's not as common for that to feel like a massive hurdle. Um, I'm going to try to focus more on mental health advocacy and try to focus more on my own personal, um, projects. Uh, I'm trying to write a book, a young adult book about mental health. Um, and I've been talking about this for ages and I have the first draft and I haven't even, Oh my goodness. uh, It's not good now, but I'm hoping to make it good. This is Um, amazing. So I'm working on that. Um, but once I get my own mental health in check, um, I'm going to be trying to work on that sort of things. I want to be able to help other people. That's cool. Well, the cool thing is every day you do get to celebrate the steps you've taken. Mm -hmm. And I think that's something that you've done a wonderful job of creating is this community where you people celebrate with people who are celebrating and people are with the people who are fighting to get to a point of celebration. Right. And the fact that you are doing that is incredible. And so you should know that. Like, that's amazing. Um, And I super admire that. But tell me about this book. This is amazing. (laughs) I remember seeing this on your bio and I know nothing about it. That's because I haven't said a whole ton about it because I'm terrified that suddenly I'll be like, this is crap, and then I'll just toss it, and then I'll do something totally different. Um, So disclaimer, that could still happen. Um, Well, you want to know a cool secret, though? I have a friend, she's a writer, and she wrote an entire book, and she scrapped it. She's like, this is awful. mm -hmm. But the cool thing is, when she wrote her next book, she had one book under her belt. It's not a published book, Mm -hmm. but all of the work that went into that first Mm -hmm. book, she carried with her onto the second one and she was better. So Yeah, I mean, I feel like if something doesn't feel like it's ready, um, it just is a step to your next thing. Step seems to be the theme of our discussion Man, this is good. (laughs) It's like a thread going through. This is going to be the title of the podcast. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. Um, Yeah, this book is just, it's just about two boys um, who grow up and one of them starts to um, deal with um, mental health issues and the main character, he's his friend. And so he, it's essentially, um, it's kind of, I don't want to say based in a true story, but it, I draw from my own experiences. I had um, a very good friend uh, when I was a teen and when I was 16, he was like a year and a half older than me. He um, was struggling with his mental health and confessed to me that he had just tried to uh, take his own life. So I had to, I slowly became like the person who would like watch to see if he was okay. And then I would call his mom as soon as anything bad happened. And he eventually ended up taking his own life a couple years ago. Um, but it's like, there was no way for me to be equipped with that sort of knowledge because we don't talk about that during high school. I mean, how would I be? Because we, our schools, you know, discuss stuff like sex, sex education, even though they don't even do that well. And we talk about nothing that really seems to matter. Um, we don't talk about mental health whatsoever. And we don't talk about the fact that there's all these mental health issues that start to show when we're, we hit puberty, when we're teens. Um, and teens should be the ones who should know the most about these sorts of things because they could be dealing with it themselves. Their friend could be dealing with it and they have no idea, you know, how to help them. And it's just such a huge weight to put on teens' shoulders. And I think that it's really important to be able to 
let teens know that if they start to notice um, that their friend is showing signs of anxiety, depression, something life-threatening, um, what to be able to do about that, where to turn, who to yeah. go to. And if they deal with, you know, like the massive stress that is accompanied with that, um, that just to know that they're not alone. Um, and there's a lot of teens out there who are grieving the loss of their friends from mental health. And I also want my book, you know, in a perfect world to be something for them as well. Yeah. And the beautiful thing is that by writing a fictional book, Mm -hmm. you kids can read this without Mm -hmm. knowing that they needed to read it. Mm -hmm. You know, people are going to be interested in it. And the truth is that so many people struggle with these things and so many kids struggle with these things. Mm -hmm. Um, but because it's not talked about, they don't know it. And then it's Mm -hmm. shameful. And, and really it's, in some ways it's an evolution of this movement you've created online, Mm -hmm. uh, to take this to a younger generation. And, Mm -hmm. and then maybe they won't need a hashtag because they're talking about, it's not going to be weird. Yeah. Oh my God. A perfect world. That would be great. Well, I mean, you're taking incredible steps towards that. I'm like so happy that I found you online. (laughs) I want to transition every episode. I like to ask my guests a few questions. Mm -hmm. And so my first question for you is, how would you describe the kind of person that you most admire in the world? Hmm. I'd like to say genuine. Um, all of the people who I have admired above all else are very honest and real people. Um, they are true to themselves no matter what. Um, but they try to also be true to themselves while being true to other people while trying to be, um, you know, compassionate and loving. Um, I think that there's so many people out there who, are not necessarily genuine, aren't living their true selves because there's some sort of insecurity um, where they're afraid of other people not loving their true selves. And I think that the people that I most admire are the people who are able to own exactly who they are um, and be able to change the world because of that. That's incredible. That's absolutely incredible. What are you consuming that you love right now? And especially what's something that is handling the idea of mental health really, really well that you... Um, you would want to recommend to somebody who is interested in this. And you can't see your book yet because it's not out yet, but <laughs> I will recommend that to everybody one oh, day. Thank you. Whenever it ends up coming out eventually, hopefully. Um, I would definitely say, I already mentioned her before, but Dear uh, Sugar, uh, her real name is Cheryl Strayed. Um, I feel like she just like just kind of fell into my life at the perfect time. Uh, she's just such an, a beautiful, honest, real writer. I admire her so much. She uh, does these gorgeous advice columns. Uh, she also writes uh, other things, too. She wrote a beautiful memoir called Wild. Um, but I oh, think, I, yeah. one, I know her. Yeah. Yeah. yeah no, I, it, I didn't connect that it was her either until just the other day. And I was like, oh, my God. So, yeah, she's, she's amazing. Um, so her advice column I specifically love because she'll, you know, all these people will write into her about, um, you know, their financial issues or, uh, you know, relationship problems, love, that sort of thing. Um, and she also has a podcast as well, um, which I highly recommend. And so she'll approach all of these issues with, in the same way, which is just non-judgmental, uh, very honest, very loving, like from a loving, like we are all human approach, but also giving advice. Um, and I think that it's just so wonderful that, you know, despite her name, she doesn't sugarcoat anything, but she does just approach it with so much love and kindness in her heart. And I think that that's how we need to treat mental health as well. Um, because, Mental health, like, people say mental health, and they think, like, depression, anxiety, PTSD, but everyone has mental health. 
um, and it can be a situational problem um, that somebody's going through. Uh, but everybody has mental health. Everybody needs to maintain their mental health. Um, so really, I think uh, Dear Sugar is a really great example of just how to treat some, you know, help somebody through something with grace and dignity and love. That is beautiful. That's absolutely, I'm, I'm so excited to check this out. Oh my gosh. I can't so believe good. that I don't know anything about this. Oh my gosh. Look her up. I, uh, my dream is to meet her one day. She's just yeah. so wonderful. She's my idol. Let me tell you my almost meeting Cheryl Strayed moment then. Cause what? I, I know I'm, I'm somebody who doesn't know about any of her work mm-hmm. except for wild. I was, I used to live in Portland and I would take the max, which is like the train mm-hmm. all over town. And like, it's, I didn't have a car. That's just how I got around. Mm-hmm. And I was sitting on there one day and we went past Powell's books, which is the world's largest independent bookstore. Mm-hmm. And she was on, um, a book tour. I think it was, she was like doing another book tour for wild because the movie had just mm-hmm. come out and she had just done a signing. And apparently she was like right outside of the max mm-hmm. and, um, she was handing out, um, signed copies of her book mm-hmm. and somebody got on the max, like one of her representatives oh and they gosh. handed me a signed copy of her book. Like she, they handed out like 50 of them to everybody oh that was on gosh. there. So I have a signed copy of her book. I can give it to you if I still have it. Um, oh my God. No, no, <laughs> you read it and you will want it because she is that good. So good. Um, <laughs> But that's my close encounter, and uh, and it ended up with me having a free signed copy of her book. See, like she just read. drops into people's lives, like you're least expecting it. Like I, I've had like her kind of just like drop into my life and random, like during the times I most needed it, accidentally, and it just happened this past weekend. So I haven't even really been reading her stuff a ton until this past weekend, and I've been devouring it because I was Amazing. like, this woman, Cheryl Strayed, and Dear Sugar are the same person, and that means that she's a goddess, and I'm just going to read everything she writes. <laughs> <laughs> that is so good. My last question for you is, based on the ways that you've chosen to step out and live differently, Mm -hmm. you started this hashtag, you're writing a book, you're taking a stand, you're talking about it. Mm -hmm. What's one thing you'd encourage somebody to do in their own life today? I would encourage them to figure out what a step would be for them and try their hardest to take it, Um, even just expressing it to somebody close to them, um, whether that's going to therapy, like trying a new therapist, which, by the way... Don't let one therapist turn you off because there's a lot of bad ones. I've seen a lot of bad ones, but you'll there's always the perfect therapist out there for you. But anyway, that was a tangent. It's um, a good tangent. It's an important tangent that I could go on for ages, but I won't. <laughs> um, but that step could just be, you know, signing up for like, I don't know, a yoga class or um, trying to go out with a friend for a coffee that you haven't seen in a long time because you've just been too mentally exhausted to see them. Um, whatever a step would be, be for you as long as it just feels like it's slightly out of your comfort zone but is self-care and self-love and you think would slowly help you onto the path of feeling better Um, that would be my biggest piece of advice but overall I think that taking a step mostly has to do with reaching out um, to somebody that you love and you know you don't have to tweet about everything that has happened in your mental health life like you know nobody should do that if they're not comfortable with it Um, but I think that the most important thing is to just keep in mind that you are loved and there are people out there who want to help you and that you're not alone. You are loved. There are people out there who want to help you and you are not alone. Yes. That is beautiful, man. Thank you so much, Sammy, for being on the podcast. This is amazing. I'm I this, I feel so equipped to understand my own mental health Mm -hmm. and, um, and especially that of people around me, like 
This is beautiful. That's what I'm aiming for. Thank you so much for having me on. It's been so great to be here and to meet you in person and just talk with you. Sounds Good with Brandon Harvey is part of the Gradient Podcast Network and is created in collaboration between me, Brandon Harvey, and Gradient. Check them out at gradient.is. That's gradient.is. Thank you so much for tuning into this week's episode. If you enjoyed the conversation, hit the subscribe button wherever you listen to podcasts. If you want to follow along with Sammy, check her out on Twitter at at Sammy Nichols and at SammyNichols.com. Make sure you check out the hashtag, hashtag talking about it, and share your own mental health tweets. Outside of this podcast, you can find me basically everywhere on the internet. Just Google my name. It's Brandon with an E-N. Specifically, you should check me out on Twitter this week. I'll tweet a picture of all the fire trucks that got in the way of recording this week's episode. It was awesome. And with that, that's a wrap for this week's episode. I'll see you next week when we get the opportunity to learn from another incredible person. Sound good?